I'm excited to speak to you on our first week, one out of two weeks of Never Give Up. Um, so we're kicking off this series. Who in the room loves sports? Right, growing up, I had a famous athlete. Ath- a famous athlete. I had a favorite famous athlete. Um, who's heard of Michael Jordan? Yeah, many people. Right. So let me tell you about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Here's something you might not have known. He got dropped from his high school basketball team for not being good enough. How crazy is that? And then he goes on to win six NBA championships, five-time MVPs in the NBA completely, and a full-time all-star, right? Crazy. Let me tell you about another athlete. His name is Kieran Behan, right? You might have never heard of him. I hadn't until I was looking some stuff up. Um, But Kieran was a gymnast, and at age 10, he was told he would never walk again um, because he'd had a tumor removed from his thigh. Uh, He ends up in a wheelchair for 15 months, and then eventually he starts to recover. He goes back to the gym, starts training again, and he falls from a high bar, ends up sustaining a head injury. It turns out he blacks out every time he blinks, like is serious, ends up with a walking stick, um, ends up recovering. He misses a year of school, ends up recovering, goes back to the gym. He's training hard. He has a load of different fractures going on at the same time. Gets really good at what he's doing. Um, And then he gets scouted for the European Championships. And two weeks before, he snaps his knee. Right? Gutted, right? But he almost gives up on being a gymnast. I almost said gymnastism. I don't think that's a thing. Being a gymnast completely. But then he goes on. In 2011, he became the floor champion in gymnastics. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds impressive. And competes in the Olympics in 2012. He didn't give up. Do you know what these two athletes have got in common? Resilience. Now, when we speak about resilience, here's what we're talking about. Choosing to find a reason to keep going and growing stronger after you've struggled, failed, or faced hard stuff in your life. And you might be thinking right now, Harvey, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what my life is about. Now, hear me out. We aren't saying that your pain or difficulty is something that you can just get over. We're saying resilience is about facing the feeling of wanting to stop Wanting to stop trying, stop fighting, stop going on, and learning to get through it to the other side. Um, Now, I used to do cross-country when I was younger. Um, You look at me now and you're thinking, there is no way, right? But I used to do cross-country, and I competed for my school for a little bit. And one of the, I got selected one day to represent my school in this cross-country tournament. And so there's loads of people from different schools competing. We're running around uh, this field for ages. I set off super hopeful. I'm running around this field, having a good time. It gets about halfway round, and I just start, like, I'm, like, dying. It's killing me. I'm running around this field, but I'm so tired. It feels like I just want to stop running. I just want to give up. There's, like, sweat all over my face. Not a good place to be. Um, But see, we've all felt like that. We've all felt like it's too hard. We've all felt like we shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like that. Um, and see, how do we keep going in some of the hardest and biggest challenges that we face? The world seems like a hard place to be in. We see pain all around us. For some of us, we've been through pain in our own lives. We see it all around us. How do we keep going? How do we have resilience to keep going for our goals, for our futures? If you're a Christian, for your God, how do we keep going in the midst of the hardest challenges that we go through? Um, and see... This is a question that loads of people have asked over time. And one of the guys that we've been looking at over a few weeks is a guy called Paul. And Paul had plenty of reasons to give up on what he was aiming for. Paul was like the leader of early churches. So he goes around helping loads of people 
And we see him and we think, you know what, he's got it easy. He's doing all right. So many times we look at other people and we think to ourselves, you know what, that y- our youth worker, they've got it all together. Life's good for them. We look at somebody uh, across the road and we think life's good for them. They're driving that car or whatever. We think life's good. But see, sometimes there's things that are going on in their lives that aren't so good as well. See, for Paul, he had plenty of reasons um, and plenty of problems since he started following Jesus. Here's what he writes in one of his letters. I have been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, on the seas. And I face danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm, right? It seems like a mad Wednesday night for Paul, right? Does not seem like a good time for him. He's got so many reasons to give up on what he's doing. But check this out. He writes this other letter. And in this letter, here's what he says. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. And when he's saying it, he's meaning the goal of knowing Jesus fully and sharing Jesus with the people around him. He's saying, I have not achieved knowing Jesus fully and sharing him with everybody yet. I'm not done yet. I've not achieved it yet. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking towards what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. See, repentance helps us to never give up. Turn to somebody next to you say, repentance helps us to never give up. Repentance helps us to never give up. Like everyone's looking at each other like, I don't want to be the only one who says it. It's real awkward. Um, but see, Paul knew something. Paul knew something. He knew that something bigger than his pain, he knew that there was something bigger than his pain that was to do with following Jesus, that knowing Jesus changes everything. No matter what he walked through, no matter what knocked him down, no matter how many times he was beaten or robbed, Paul kept his focus on knowing Jesus more through it. And see, Jesus, he wasn't spared from all of the pain in the world either. In fact, he was killed. But after being put to death, Jesus came back to life. He beat death. He overpowered death. And it changed everything for the whole of humanity. And you can chat to your leaders a little bit more about that in a bit. But here's what Jesus said to some of his followers. He said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Anyone think that makes no sense at all? Right? I want you to have peace about everything because life is going to be hard. It doesn't sound like the best selling point, does it really? Um, But for some of us, the biggest barrier between us believing in God is the pain that we see in the world around us. We look across the world and we see all the wars that are going on. We look around and we see people hurting. Maybe we've been hurt ourselves. Maybe we've seen murders. Maybe we've seen natural disasters happen across the world. Maybe you've been through some pain yourself. And you think to yourself, if God is real and if God loves me, then why do we see this pain in the world? And see, you're not the first person to have thought about this. There's a load of different famous scholars and things who have thought about these kinds of questions. 
Um, and I'm going to give a little bit of an attempt, and I don't really know a lot, but I'll give you a bit of an attempt to explain some of what I think is true. Um, so here's the thing. I think God loves us, and so here's what God did. He gave us what's called free will. So this is us, right? Here's all of us. That's, that's Sarah just over there, right? Hannah's sat there as well, right? This is us. This is us. This In these circles is what we can control. See, God gave us free will because God loves us. See, love isn't love if we don't have a choice whether we do it. See, God gave us a choice to love him because he loves us. He didn't want us to be mindless robots, and so he gave us a choice. But we can either choose to be loving. We can choose to help people around us, but we can also choose things that aren't great. We can choose to do things that hurt other people. Maybe we've done that or we've seen people do that or we see it on the news. We see wars. We see choices that have led to pain. And so we, we have these choices. I'm dropping the pen. We have these choices and we all influence each other and we can affect each other. And this is some of the pain that we see in the world. But then there's also this, right? There's all this stuff around that is stuff that we can't control. We see natural disasters. We see things happening in the world, right? We see when the sun goes up and the sun goes down. This is all the stuff that we can't control. And when we see pain happening in those areas, we think to ourselves, well, that makes no sense. And I'm not the smartest person, so I might not be able to explain a lot of that. See, I've got some theories, and I think that, that they could be helpful in some ways. I think that some of it is because the world is not exactly as God intended for it to be. In the same way that we don't always live in the way that God intends for us to live. And I think that it says in Romans, it says, we know that the whole of creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time. But actually, the earth is also in pain. And we know as Christians, I believe that God is in the process of restoring the world, but we're not there yet. And so the world is groaning and we see some of these natural disasters. That might be some explanation, but it is not always the most helpful one. And I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers because the truth is, I don't, I don't know why we see a lot of the pain that we do. I don't understand why we have to go through some of the things that we go through. But here's what it goes on to say. Here's what Jesus goes on to say. After he said about in this world you will have trouble, it goes on. He says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Like I said, as Christians, we believe that one day God will make it all right. And that... By knowing that, we can have resilience for today, knowing that God is with us in it. Not because I fully understand pain and suffering, not because I fully understand everything that we go through, but because I believe that God is at work in our pain and in our suffering. Not because I don't know if he causes it, I don't know if any of it is, and it doesn't make sense to me. But what I do believe is that God is with us in the middle of our pain. It says in Romans 5, verse 3 to 5, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Though we see pain and suffering in the world, and some of us, we go through that, and we can't always explain that, but I believe that God can use our pain. See, I believe God can use our pain. I know when my life's been the most difficult, when I've been through my hardest times, I believe that God has strengthened me the most, that he's used those things to bring strength in my life. And I believe that he wants to help us to do that as well. I believe God wants to use 
our pain and our suffering that we go through. But I also think that God is with us in our pain and suffering. I don't understand why it happens, but here's what I do know. I would rather go through the things I go through. I'd rather go through all the pain. I'd rather have the hard times with the God who created me by my side than go through it on my own. And so I don't understand it all, but I do know that God is with us and that God cares for us and he's with us in the middle of the pain. For me, pain isn't a reason to step back from God, but a reason to step closer to him, just like Paul did, knowing that Jesus changes everything and is working to restore it. Here's the bottom line today. If you don't remember anything else, here's what I want you to remember. Never give up on God. Never give up on God. It's simple. Never give up on God. We do have trouble. We do have pain, but we can also have peace. We can also find resilience through Jesus. And so here's a few, three simple steps that I think can help us build resilience. Number one, ask ourselves, what is happening? What's going on in the world around me? What am I going through? What do I see? Number two, what is true no matter what? What is true no matter what? If you believe God is with you no matter what, then you believe that's true. What is true no matter what? What doesn't change no matter what is going on in the world around you? And the last question, what can you do? Maybe today the step for you is saying, you know what, I don't want to go through any of this pain, these hard times on my own anymore. I want to go through them with God. Or maybe it's I want to chat to a leader about some of the stuff I'm going through. Or maybe it's just questioning some of what your thoughts are on some of this stuff. What can you do? And so now here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray quickly and we're going to spend a little bit of time in our crews chatting about some of this stuff. God, I thank you that you are with us in our pain and suffering. God, I believe that you can use it to help us grow as people. And Lord, I, I thank you that you care for us and that you love us in the middle of all of it. Amen.